Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Welcome to Switched On Pop. I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding. Well, Charlie, it's the beginning of May, so that can only mean one thing. It's time for Eurovision. <laughs> the international song competition where countries, mainly in Europe but not exclusively, submit songs <laughs> to be performed in a live television spectacle. I feel like people might not experience the level of energy around Eurovision in the United States, but in Europe, it is palpable. And we are going to do our best to get people equivalently hyped because there's really nothing like Eurovision. And it also provides just some wide-ranging musical content from the wonderful to the weird and everything in between. Only about a dozen Eurovision songs have ever charted on Billboard's Hot 100. Most notably, the Italian classic Volare, which topped the Hot 100 way back in 1958, and Waterloo by Swedish megagroup ABBA, which won Eurovision in 1974. Most recently, the song Arcade by Dutch songwriter Duncan Lawrence hit number 30 in 2021, thanks to going viral on TikTok. This Year's finals are on May 13th, and in honor of the world's campiest competition, the two of us are going to listen to the top contenders of this year and see which songs the Eurovision bookmakers have slated to win. Okay, I feel like there's a couple of important disclaimers. Yes. One, we promise to butcher pronunciation, and we are sorry. Indeed. Two... This is purely musical analysis. Eurovision is a very visual form, but I think both of us have intentionally avoided watching the videos and have only listened to the clips to figure out which has the most musical integrity. Important. And three, let the record show we are mere appreciators of Eurovision. We are not deep Eurovision heads. So there's just so much musical discussion to be had around here, and I'm sure that we are going to be missing things, but this is our take. Well said, Charlie. Okay, and now we're going to listen to the six songs that the Eurovision odds makers have concluded are most likely to win. And we're going to do those in order from number six to number one. Now, let, let, let's acknowledge that some of these odds may change by the time this episode comes out. But as of now, these are the most likely winners. And at number six, with a 4% chance of winning from the land of Norway, we are going to listen to Alessandra's song, Queen of Kings. Queen of the Kings, run is a fast bit in the wind. Nothing in this world can stop the spread wow. of her wings. She, Queen of the Kings, broken her case through the keys. She will be the warrior for North and South Seas. Charlie, what's your reaction to Alessandra, Queen of Kings? 
I don't think I've ever quite heard a mashup like this of a Renaissance style melody with a building EDM instrumentation. It's really funny. The the melody feels like it's ancient. It's giving Game of Thrones techno <laughs> to me. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's what it's going to give us. Like there's got to be a huge drop, right? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love that feel when we get this 12-8 bass line. It's such a cliche of EDM that I love every time I hear it. Like, it takes me back to Dead Mouse's 2010 album 4x4 equals 12. Maybe even a nod to this little technique or we could take a more recent example like the song call me by gabri ponte with rehab and timmy trumpet a cover of a blondie classic and for good measure let's hear queen of kings one more time I feel like it's a whole new genre, electro renaissance. Dead mouse goes to Westeros. That's <laughs> But I love this continuum of 12/8 EDM you've constructed Charles. It's probably worth acknowledging that this track Queen of Kings also has like a specific vision of women's empowerment or I think like there's there's regnancy here. This is like I am yeah the ruler i am the king yeah it flips the cliche of king of queens to queen of kings and the intensity of that drop moment it certainly uh emphasizes the power of the femininity in the song another musical choice that supports that is the whistle note that alessandra gives us about two minutes into the track I think I think we need to run that back one more time. <laughs> that is a beautiful moment. Oh, I love whistle tone. That's one way to declare your power. Let me hit this ridiculously high, unworldly note. All right, Norway. I'm digging it. You might be number six, but I, I think this is a, a serious contender. Let's see if the rest of the top five can bring the same heat. We move now to the five seed with a 5% chance of winning. From Spain, we have Blanca Paloma with their song E-A-E-A. Yeah, we definitely not So already right. we're in the yeah, yeah. pronunciation yeah, yeah. Uh, valley here. Okay. So, Aya, Aya, this is a cool track, Charlie. Yeah. What are you digging about it? I mean, the first thing that jumps out is the way this song takes a traditional Spanish genre like flamenco 
and gives it this 21st century update with these electronic beats and synthesizers. Mm-hmm. It feels very indebted to the recent work of Rosalia, among others. Yeah. And right. I think it's really cool. You know, I mean, these are the moments in Eurovision when you're able to make this compelling pop music statement that connects to your country's tradition and heritage like that's when this competition really shines to me yeah and you get to hear pop music that goes outside the standard styles of pop singing in this case we're hearing all kinds of microtonalism moving outside your major and minor scales with these beautiful bends in the vocal you know something that obviously draws from filmmaking styles of singing and uh, has a much longer heritage uh, in the Arab influences of musical scales and music in general uh, that was brought into Spain over the you know centuries ago in addition to those microtonal vocal touches, Charles, I hear the rhythm that's driving the song is very characteristic of flamenco, very percussive, driven by propulsive hand claps, polyrhythmic, intricate. We're not flamenco experts, but suffice to say, the rhythmic complexity here is stunning. Yeah. And it's cool to hear that in, in a track like this. And I can imagine the live performance of this is going to be pretty spectacular as dancers build off those rhythms. Yeah, the energy is palpable in the song. Okay, so we're feeling Spain's entry. Let's see if we can muster the same enthusiasm for their neighbor, France. Number four spot, 5% chance of winning. The artist is La Zara, and the song is Evidemment. Starts very cinematic. Un well, that's a very dramatic start, as you said, kind of the yeah. cinematic opening. And then we go into this more kind of traditional French style. And then if we keep listening, we get an entirely different sonic landscape. <laughs> Four on the floor. All right, Chuck, what are you making of this, the split personality of this track? (laughs) I think that it is representing multiple kinds of French identity and uh, classic French musical styles, just as Spain is bringing its own musical flavor. Uh, In the French entry, we're hearing, I think, two very discrete, important genres in the world of French music. You have the chanson. The opening part reminds me of that classic, essential French early genre that people associate, obviously, with someone like Edith Piaf. Mm. You could take a song like Non, Je Ne Regrette Rien. You get the orchestral elements. And then everything sort of shrinks down to highlight Edith Piaf's voice. Let's go back to uh, Evidemment. Mm. 
I'm also hearing the same kind of approach to vibrato in both of those singers, Edith Piaf and Lazar, mm. like, ah, ah, it's like mm. very characteris- oh, yeah. characteristically French to me. Okay, but then what happens? So we get this traditional song style to begin with, and then we go into French disco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it, and, and that's a that's a whole world in and of itself. I, I often think of Italo disco as, as the more famous European disco mm. scene, but French disco is a big thing and, and obviously birthed French house as mm. well. And so we could think of a track like uh, the famous French singer Claude Francois made some great disco hits like the 1978 song Alexandrie Alexandra that disco vibe is very contemporary as well, right? It reminds me of like a Dua Lipa song. But so much of Eurovision is the blending of traditional with contemporary. I think that the French entry is making a really strong case because both of these vibes are part of French musical history. And so I think it's a very strong song. Totally. And and France really needs a, a banger of this magnitude because they haven't won in 45 years. And oh. there's even a moment in the song where Lazara kind of like speaks to the nation. She says, she she asks France, did I manage to sing the greatness of France? She, she's asking like, am I, am I doing us justice? I chanted la grande France. It wouldn't be Eurovision without a little bit of national pandering, but that is a great moment. Alors, Charlie, that was a lovely trip through the bottom three of our top (laughs) six. When we come back after a quick break, we are going to check in with last year's Eurovision winner, now in spot three, Uh, and hear what they're bringing to the table this year. We're going east. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. Charlie, we've made it to the number three song, most likely to win Eurovision with a 7% chance. It's last year's winner, Ukraine, but a new band. This is Tavorchi and their song, Heart of Steel. This is cool, Chuck. One of the first things I notice is how different this is from the Ukrainian entry that mm-hmm. won last year, the Kalush Orchestra and their track, Stefania. That song used traditional 
harmonies and instrumentation like the Talenka flute. This year's track by the duo Tvorci feels just a, a little more in line with contemporary electronic music and not maybe as like specifically yeah. Ukrainian. Even though the song does sound more contemporary, I mm. think just like last year's entry, it's also tackling the ongoing conflict in Ukraine. According to the BBC, the song was produced after uh, the group had been watching videos of the siege of Mariupol. And I think we can hear that sense of conflict in the chorus. Don't get what you said, yeah. The lyric is talking about having a heart of steel. Of course, in that siege, uh, soldiers were camped out in uh, a steel plant. And I think the sounds of sort of future bass that I'm hearing are appropriate to the message because you have these sort of like air raid-like siren rising sounds. And you have this bass, which is kind of out of time and... Uh, unpredictable. The rhythm as well is very disjointed. It pulls and pushes and is never quite in time. It's disorienting, it's discomforting, and I think that they're capturing this historical, very somber moment appropriately in the production of the song. I love hearing that, Charles. It gives me uh, another insight into these lyrics that I might not have had otherwise. It's a compelling track. Is it going to win? Let's find out as we listen to the final two selections in the top six. First, at the number two spot, with a 16% chance of winning, is the Finnish rapper Karia. That's K, A with an umlaut, A with an umlaut, R-I-J-A with an umlaut. This is the song Cha Cha Cha. Really big shift in vibe. (laughs) Now this is why I watch Eurovision, Charlie. This is (laughs) awesome. I mean, this just... You don't get this kind of music in in the good old United States of America, and I'm here for it. I feel like we're getting a uh, a dosage of uh, traditional folk music, which in Finland would be heavy metal. Mm. Indeed, <laughs> the music that Finnish parents use as lullabies for their children every night, just shredding on distorted electric guitars to put their kids to bed. <laughs> Kid, but there is a, a a big metal scene in Finland, but it's but it's blended with these other uh, electronic elements. Uh, for me, I'm getting a sort of like Kraftwerk like bassline. blended with an anthem trance lead sound that is reminiscent of Alice DJ's Better Off Alone. Blended with the sort of thrash metal style of Metallica's guitar playing, which we can use as an excuse to play a second off of their new album, 72 Seasons. put those three in a cauldron you blend it together 
and you get, for me, Finland's cha cha cha. cha, cha. cha. <laughs> You forgot to mention like the rage against the machine style vocals and then the uh, yeah, the yeah. chorus response <laughs> cha 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 in the background. I mean this it's is like cool. a football anthem. It's it's cool. It has all those elements you said, and it then it's got this like kind of like interactive part to it as well, this participatory section. And then halfway through we get something even more bizarre. <laughs> what was that like this little hyper pop oh excursion gosh. in the middle of this song <laughs> i love that auto-tuned moment it's such a ridiculous contrast to the rage against the machine style spoken vocal earlier we go into pure pop just like sing along stadium all right cha 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 has a little something for everyone yeah but we still have to listen to the number one song charlie from Sweden, with a 45% chance of winning, this is Loreen with the song Tattoo. Okay, Loreen, go off. Wow. So some important background here, Charlie. Loreen actually yeah. won the Eurovision Song Contest in 2012 with her entry, Euphoria. Okay. All right. Trying to come back over a decade later. Awesome. So she is a proven contender in this competition yeah. and seems poised to perhaps be crowned yet again. Are you, I mean, what is your reaction to this track? Are you, is this, is this like taking you to the, the peaks of, of pleasure and and power <laughs> that I feel like it's trying to do. I mean, her, her voice is spectacular. Absolutely. I think that this song in many ways is a textbook in how to make a Eurovision hit. See, a Eurovision song is a very different kind of track than what we might be writing today to you know win over the algorithm on TikTok. You need to embed your hook in someone's mind with one listen mm. only. And Tattoo has some very clever techniques that guarantee that you're going to remember this song. And it does this by basically having only two melodies in the entire song. Check this out. At the very beginning, we get a synthesizer line. And listen to what happens when we get to the pre-chorus of the song. It's the same melody, Charlie. Ding, ding, ding. It's the same melody, but it feels so different because the first time you hear it, it's this very muted, plucky synth line. Yeah. It doesn't have any of that grandiose rising right. uh, emotive quality that the vocal picks up in the pre-chorus you've already heard that melody and it's just drilling itself into your ear and the same thing is true of the main hook because nate play me the verse yes captain i don't want to go 
beautiful melody, and when we get to the chorus. It's the same melody. It's almost the exact same melody. It shoots an octave higher, higher so yeah. we have yeah. way more energy. It's a flex. It's a flex for sure, too. It's such a flex. It has a little variation at the end where she does this. Ooh, 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 ooh. Exactly. I love that extra hook that she adds onto it, but this song is ostensibly two melodies that we keep hearing back to back to back. There's some other stuff in there too, of course, but that is the thing about this song. It's so simple, and yet in the way that it's orchestrated to build and build and build, it swells and every moment feels new, but actually you've heard it all before. So no surprise, perhaps, that this is currently the odds-on favorite to win Eurovision to Superhook. Now, Charlie, that's that's the bookmaker's pick. But what about yep. you? We just listened to six phenomenal tracks. Which one do you would you vote for, Judge Charlie? I mean, we've got Edie and Westeros. We've got some beautiful flamenco coming from Spain. We got French disco meeting the traditional chanson. But Charlie, I think we both know what our pick is, right? I do love Ukraine, but I think this year. It's the cha 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 cha. That's what we're that's what we're gonna be singing here at Switch on Pop headquarters. Cha 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 cha. All right. Well, char cha 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 Charlie. That's I mean that's literally your track. Cha 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 Charlie. All right. So on May thirteenth, the Eurovision Song Contest finale is going to take place, and we will find out who the winners will be. We know who it's gonna be. We'll see. There's always the possibility of a dark horse upset. Nate, you mentioned a dark horse upset. There is a uh, song coming from Israel called Unicorn. Not a dark ah, horse, a, a bright horse. With a horn. With a horn and uh, wings? No, that's a Pegasus. Forget about it. Anyway, there are so many bizarre entries in Eurovision that delight and confound me. We would love to hear from you all about your favorite and also strangest entries. You can hit us up at Switched on Pop on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Switched on Pop is produced by Rihanna Cruz, edited by Art Chung, engineered by Brandon McFarlane. Our illustrations are by Iris Gottlieb, Abby Bard is community management, and Nishat Kerwa is executive producer. We are also a production of Vox Media Podcast Network and Vulture. You can catch more episodes on our website, switchedonpop.com, where we have got some very fun merch. And we're going to be back again next week with a deep dive interview with the brothers Jonas, all three of them. This is a long time, long time coming for us, Charlie. Very excited. Yeah, you've you've got a whole beef in your life surrounding the Jonas brothers. Not to be clear, not with the Jonas brothers. Okay, I just want to establish that it is Jonas, but it is about the Jonas brothers. It is about the brothers, (laughs) but it's not with the brothers. Yeah. All right, we'll see if we can resolve all of that next week. And until then. Thanks Thanks for listening. listening. Hi, I'm Johanna Ferreira, content director of Pop Sugar Juntos. 
Juntos is all about celebrating Latin A culture, pride, our many intersectional identities, and joy. Thanks to support from Prime, there's so much to get into over at Juntos this month. From conversations with the Latin A minds behind our favorite new movies and resurrected TV shows, to thoughtful celebrity commentary and exclusive interviews with some of the biggest Latin music artists today. And it doesn't stop there. Get more of the music, movies, and shopping you love on Prime. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more of whatever you're into from streaming to shopping. And get all of our latest coverage at PopSugar.com slash Juntos. Con amor, Johanna. Johanna. 